Now we're recording. Well, hello. Rocket! Hello! Welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Today, we are about to start an awesome conversation with Dalibor, also known as T3G Media. It's going to be, we're going to be talking about some comics. I'm going to be drinking some coffee. And I think we are going to keep it 17 plus because some of the subject matter. <laughs> yeah. Some of the subject matter in the comics is, uh, you know. True. True story. You guys were 17 plus. If you are under 17, you better get your ass out of here. Good job. I'm so glad, Rocket. All right. DJ, you're six. You are too young to be on the internet, my friend. <laughs> Go home. Tell your mom that you saw some scary stuff on the internet. She'll put the parental controls on. You'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, take one last. What's going on, ladies and gents? Dalibor here for T3G with my very, very special guest, Abigator Frenzy. Today, Hello. we are doing panels on pages for those listening and watching in the future. Uh, if you did not get a chance to join us during the live broadcast, make sure you go to YouTube, or I'm sorry, caffeine.tv slash T3G Media every Wednesday, usually in the mornings, where we're going to be doing mm -hmm. this kind of conversation. Sometimes with guests, sometimes just me, but the conversation is always there. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the streamers list. <clears throat> I know. I know, House. Um as always, if you are record or if you're watching the recording on Dalibor's channel, I'm Abigator Frenzy. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about some awesome, amazing, super cool comics. I'm super excited. All right, well, I'm just going to hop in. Which is stupid. Because that's all I can stream. I only stream webcam on caffeine because um, I've got a Mac. So let's go ahead. And it was what it is. Let's go ahead and capture the, the chat real quick. I'm going to leave this on screen and it's going to be real sad if no one says anything in my chat. Eh, it's all good. It's going to be real sad. Y'all, y'all go and chat with T3 in his chat so he can see it and other people can see it in the future. That means you, Rocket HD. The that future. means you, House. <clears throat> the future is in your hands. The future. So today we're talking three books. The first one is 5,000 kilometers per second. This <laughs> is absolutely one of my favorite books. So the funny story behind this thing is there's a comic shop in, uh, in California in Welcome Rocket. Uh, in mm -hmm. Sacra in I'm sorry, San Francisco. There's two. They have two locations, and uh, okay. two, two, three years ago, San Francisco passed a new law where they were going to raise the minimum wage citywide to seventeen dollars per hour. Oh, these guys okay. are like these guys are like. Uh, well, to to do that, they uh, have to fire a bunch of people. So they kind of came yeah. up with a whole new, different revenue stream for themselves, and uh, for them that was <clears throat> excuse me. For them, mm -hmm. that was to create essentially a monthly book club. Uh, you you pay nice. you pay a monthly or year, yearly fee, and then they they curate a book for you. They pick one out. Sometimes they'll they'll have like a talk about it, kind of like we are right now. Or they sometimes had the the author on, 
Uh, it was a really, really cool concept, and I thought it was really inventive yeah. as far as just as far as business goes. Um, <clears throat> dude. So that's how I got this book because it was one of those things where I would have probably picked this up on my own had I seen it maybe like at a half price books. You know, yeah, for sure. Five, six bucks. I'd have been like, oh, cool. This looks this looks dope. It's beautiful inside. It's beautiful. Like it's, right. it's this painted art style that you just can't like you really can't ignore. It's very, very brief pretty it's it's really well done so i would have picked it up but it was one of those things that you know literally came to my door and mm. it's so good it's so it's good so i was one i was absolutely shocked how much i loved one you were talking about the artwork the artwork if you guys haven't like ever seen any previews of this is absolutely gorgeous it's in the book. just Oh, it's in the broadcast, so yeah. you can see how badass and awesome this art is. I just, and that's one of the things that I really love about comics. It really has to like catch my eye, and with this one, it definitely the yes. Yeah, like it's not any kind of hyper detailed, hyper realist kind of thing, which I enjoy actually. Right, uh, but I just it, it really fits the tone of the book. I think it. Especially with these like flashback, well, I don't call it flashbacks. These moments where they're younger and they're kids, it just uh, the mm -hmm. colors really work. I mean, I think I think the creator uh, definitely knew what, what they were doing. And oh yeah, I for sure. It's, it's outstanding. I love it. Um, it really is. Looks like painting made by a five-year-old though. Right. It's it's not it's not intended to be like a set of uh, super hyper realistic or anything like that. It's uh, it's just it's just done really well. And it, it conveys mm -hmm. the story. It conveys the emotions of the book. Uh, I love love the opening where where they're being kind of like purry teenagers, and they see the girl across yes. the way moving in, and they're like, "Hey, what's what are they, what's is she hot? Because yeah. she's gonna come to the window." Like I just, it's really, I don't know. Like it, you even see like the difference between the outside. You know, that they're, they're talking about how hot it is. So outside, the colors are much warmer and brighter. Mm -hmm. And they're they're kind of skulking in the shadows, so the colors are much darker. I just, I think the book itself is put together in such a good way that it's it's really it's really hard to even say anything bad about it, honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's, House it's respect, true. respect, put some respect, respect on it. <laughs> so. No, for sure. Sorry if I seem distracted. I'm trying to get my version because I've got like an ebook version, so I'm trying to get that up right now. And sure, sure. Of course, my iPad isn't talking, like, it, it, it's not doing the thing it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. if, you want your, if you want your technology to do the one thing, right. like, oh, but I really don't want to do the one yeah, thing just, right now. Just when you want it. Just when you want exactly. it. Exactly. one thing when you want it. it it's, it's, and it's, here's the thing. It's a romance story. At its core, it's a romance slash kind of coming of age story. Mm. And it yes. doesn't. It really doesn't go the way you would expect it to. It doesn't go the way most no. people would want it to. Vegetables. Hello, Mr. Vegetables. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, right now, I'm talking with Dalibar, who you can't hear right now. Um, so if you want the full lowdown, we're talking about a really, really amazing comic called uh, 5,000 Kilometers Per Second. Go over to uh, T3G's channel and check it out because then you can hear both of our conversations but we're just talking about this amazing amazing comic right now so yes just yes do it 
Nick stares you down in the eye and asks how you think this was a coming-of-age story. <laughs> how dare you say you can abuse power like this with no consequence? House, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, House? House. What? I need so, to pull up. What I really, what I really, really enjoyed is there. You know, there's this setup, this chapter break of. He talks about, oh, she might be the one. Like he gets to this point, like this is like two days after they met or whatever. These, oh, these it makes teenagers, me so like, mad. This is gonna be it, and you're like, what? This is, I mean, yeah. okay. And so this is where you think, like, okay, it's gonna go down. It's like super romantic. Like they met as teenagers, and it's beautiful. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then like the next thing you see, like, oh, she's moved to to, to Norway. And I was yes. like, oh, okay, she's moved to Norway. That's that's a departure, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I love, like, again, the, the, the color, because it's cold and it's night in Norway most of the year. Like, I love, and like, and they use actual Norwegian. Like, I love that there's language, yes. like, and not just like this is translated, which, it, and it does get to that later, just to kind of make yeah. it easier for everyone to read. But like, mm-hmm. they use it and then give you the translation under the panel, which is fantastic. No, I totally agree. And I also like it when you can tell very specifically that you can uh, tell that the comic or whatever is taking place in a different country. And mm-hmm. like, it just, it really brought you into the story more, especially with the Norwegian. You're right. I didn't realize it until you pointed it out. Like, yes, I, I agree. Yeah. The first time I read it, I, she starts speaking, like, obviously it's a different language. And I'm like, Whoa, what, like, what just, what is happening? I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what's going on. Um, right. And can I say, I from the first time when she when when the mom's talking to the to the kids, Sven. Yes. I initially thought he was gonna be like this like dumb lumbering kind of guy because he's like they show him like d- lifting weights, and I was like, oh, yeah. so this is gonna be like the the like classic jerk. But then like when he shows up, he's like polished and he's in suit, and I was like, wait, what just oh, happened? You, you cutie pie. He just especially I like when uh, characters definitely like go over that because again it's like breaking the stereotype of like oh man he's working out he's gonna be like a dumb jock and then he's just like i think it really one it brought a really good three dimension like it brought three dimensions to that character which i found um it's just like look look at him i have your your uh finally have your stream up but look how polished and right. fancy he is. Right. Just, I was just, like, I was like, wow, wow. Just it. like made make major pivot. Like he was he was yeah. just to kind of look a little better in the suit. Like <laughs> that's kind of where he's he was going. Getting it. It. Mm-hmm. And plus, like And she's into uh, it. I love the little the little like the, her legs. Uh, she's into it. You can tell oh, and, yeah. like it's so it's so I don't know. The, the art is so well done. The art is so so well done. This is like again. It's like, it's like a piece of art. Like usually you, and this is the one thing, uh, like if you talk about comics or graphic novels or something, you have a very specific, at least, um, in, for the people that I've talked to or worked with, uh, in the libraries, you have a very specific superhero, like Superman or, uh, like Iron Man or whatever aesthetic in your head. Right. But then you have these wonderful pieces of art like this comic and literally the illustrations it's just like you could have these in a museum the artwork is so well done it's so artistic and subtle and 
uh, I'm I'm so glad that you picked this specific comic for today, like, because I didn't know anything about this. And the the beautiful thing too is it comes in this hardcover. I'll show it off here. It's it's like yes. it's like a textured fabricy hardcover. So like it really the whole experience brings you in, and just it's just a really really good read. Like this is like an absolute yeah. recommend. So 100%. Davius here says, how you doing, Davis? Welcome to the broadcast. Yes. He says, it's so good, it pisses me off. <laughs> it pisses me off, too. I was reading it the first time, and I was getting like, oh, it's so, like, you saw me. I don't, it's, like, just look at it. I can't even put into words how beautiful it is, and it pisses me off because I can't, like, I can't verbalize it. It's just, ah. That's what it is. It's just ah, ah. And then like the unexpected naughty bits, like, oh, here's uh, yeah. here's some nudity for you. But it's it's again, it's it's one of those things that's not it's not played up. It's not played up for the, you know, because let's that's, that's another kind of stereotype of comic books is that women are over sexualized for the benefit of the male reader. Whereas I think in this it happens a lot. I think in this you're experiencing it from from the like. Mm-hmm. The, the male character's point of view. So mm-hmm. it's like she's this mysterious creature and then at the same time you also get it from her perspective because later on when, when she when she meets back up with Gara she, she says don't look at me and I was like wow what a what like a super brutally honest thing to say. It's so it's so good and I also like it because a lot of times comics with uh, any kind of women love interest like even with this, like you can tell that she's beautiful, but at no point do you, um, at no point do you think that's unrealistic. VJ, welcome back. I hope work's getting less crazy for you, but it's just, I think uh, having a narrative with real women who like have flaws and especially i think we're always i'm going back to the artwork again but i think it's because the uh the artwork in this is just so telling of the story it's it doesn't really blend itself to super overly sexualized like ridiculousness it's almost like a french impressionist you know what i mean it's very lots much of, um lots yeah of what, are, lots of things are behind yeah. House. I see my camera. Like I'm, I know, I know what's happening. House, house, but, house always talking smack. But no, I. So that's something that I definitely appreciated because at at one point you can kind of see uh, his kind of um, his almost idealized uh, image of her, and you can kind of see that. But then at the same time, it it never to me seemed like it was something um, super unrealistic. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He And, like, I love that it's clear that he's always wanted her. Like, he, at this point, he's got he's got a wife. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit later, he remembers that that he's you know or not, or he finds out that he's he's going to have a child coming, and oh. he, and in his fever dreams, 
he's imagining her. Yeah. He's imagining Lucy in his fever dreams as opposed to as opposed to his wife, you know. His which, wife. Yeah. It's it's just it's a very it's a very flawed story. It shows humans who are not perfect. And mm-hmm. it it really in every way I think goes completely against the comic book stereotype. So yes. I think this is this is like I think this is like a perfect example. It's like somebody mm-hmm. wanted to get into comics that was 17 and above. <laughs> but, uh, yes. This, this is like a great, great read just to kind of get them into the medium, just like to, to, to splash in there. Yes, for sure. I actually have a question. What did you like? What's your opinion of the wife? Because I find a lot of times the way wives, especially wives that are being cheated on by their husbands are portrayed. It's a very, it can either go like um, Ethan Fromesque, where you have this like, uh, Ethan Frome's wife in the book is just like portrayed as this witch and is always like nagging. And then this young girl comes and he's like, oh, but I'd so much rather be around her than my wife. who's just like, or you don't really see much of the wife at all. So I was wondering what your opinion or what your thoughts were about that. Because I find that that is something that I don't know, happens a lot in not just comics, but in media that I'm always interested to see how portray it. I think, I think it was very interesting to me that they, they really stuck hard to the kind of first, I don't want to say first person because it's two primary characters, but the, the, yeah. the, the first person narrative from their perspective on both sides. She yes. went. She went to Norway, and she she her host family, her future mother in law. She was cheated on, and her father left them, and like they they clearly like verbalize that in the book. Yeah. So then, for her to know that he's married, and later on, come back and, well, at least attempt to sleep with him. Yeah. It, it, it was a very very straightforward. Like you, you've become that thing. Mm-hmm. And this is him. You become the thing in your past that you were always like, uh, which is also super interesting. It's like um, cycles, you know, sometimes um, mm-hmm. there's, if you get cycles, right? And you find it hard to break a cycle that you were born into. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of, it's that almost inevitability, even though it was like, it is her choice. Don't right. get me wrong. This is a hundred percent her choice. Right. But like, I don't know. I agree. I think that I'm glad they stuck to the per- first person narrative. I think in a lot of stories, because I mean, I've seen like movies that do kind of a similar, like the best friend is jealous of the, the girl that comes oh, into yeah. the life. And like, then they spend a lot of time with that kind of the best friend relationship and, and really mm-hmm. kind of explain, like really like visualizing for you. Oh, the best friend is clearly trying to sabotage them. But here, they just kind of cover that yeah. in a few panels, and I think it yeah. really works out. I think, like I said, mm-hmm. I think this is this is really good. Here, here's kind of like a classic moment of he's just like, can you, can you wait to take a bath until I'm done? Yeah. It's like no. It's like, like no. Like I'm, I gotta take a bath. It's gotta happen now. Okay. And plus, I like that's real life. You know what I mean? If you're living with somebody. Right, like, and you only have one bathroom. That was that was uh, that was that was a a realization that that was very very interesting when I first started living with someone back in the day. It was 
it, it's it's something to get adjusted to for sure. It's not a. It's mm -hmm. it was like all of your privacy is gone. Yeah. Well, the, the first well, couple see, times I, it was like, is this okay? Are we going to be able, able to do this? Like, if we like oh, share this space now while this is happening, are we going to be able to continue? Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's really funny. So um, I grew up uh, in a house with six people. So it's mom, dad, and then me and my three siblings. One bathroom. All sense Man. of like privacy and all gone, all gone. If you're taking a shower, you know at least three people are going to be coming into the to use the restroom. It, there's just not like okay yeah whatever please try not to shit because it's gonna smell really bad but whatever you need to do <laughs> just yeah it's i it's, get it's, it it's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting thing to have to deal with for sure i grew see like i grew up a uh, a single child so like it was just me and my oh. mom so like it never like that never really became an issue it was never yeah. there was never somebody knocking at the door like hey i gotta go Oh, the worst is after long car rides. After long car rides, <laughs> and you get home, and literally, we would have races to the bathroom, and you'd have to be like, if you have to take a poop, you gotta go last or next to last because we'll be quick. We just gotta pee, but if you gotta poop, you're gonna be in there for longer. So you gotta wait. You just gotta wait. Uh, Those are the compromises you have to make. Yes, you have to have like. You will learn if you guys don't live with somebody already. Uh, are we going to do a thousand and one Arabian Nights? Sinbad. Uh, actually, this... I want to switch uh, real quick. Okay. This one. Uh, I want to do this one okay. because I kind of, I honestly kind of want to just get it out the way. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I actually, so like I'm, I, I, I've told you before, I'm from Bosnia. I, uh, mm -hmm. I've realized in the last three to five years that I oddly suffer from survivor's guilt. Uh, I've been kind uh, of powering through a lot of uh, material. Like eventually once we get to those, uh, those letters in, in my library, uh, I'll be going through those books as well. But like, I have, I have a bunch of comics that were, that are tellings of stories from the Bosnian conflict and all that stuff. Uh, so even, even with stuff that's, um, like it's weird it's so like closer to home it's it's like two different ways right bosnia is closer mm -hmm. to home because that's where i'm from but like yeah 9-11 was close to home because like i was around like i was here when that happened and i was in class i was in class and mm -hmm. we, we walked into english it was my second period mm -hmm. and and we hear this thing and they're talking about the towers and they're talking about fire and I'm like, what? Because this was a teacher that often used media to, to help teach lessons. So we'd have like a Simpsons clip playing or whatever. Yeah. So like if radio is playing, the assumption, the easy assumption is this is going to go into the lessons. So we sit down and the guy that sits next to me, he's like, oh, yeah, like in 93 or in 94, you know, somebody bombed the Twin Towers. And, you know, that's probably what's playing. And I was like. Oh, that's this. I'm interested to see where this goes. Oh, that's not a thing that happened in '93 or no. It did. It, it did. I no, didn't know. No, that. no, for sure. Yeah, this like that was not the first time that the towers were were. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a car bomb. It was a car bomb in the apartment. Excuse, I'm so I'm so sorry. I no no no. I I, I didn't know. I, mean, I didn't know either. Like I, uh, but yeah. No, so I was like, well, this is going to be a very very interesting. This is going to be a very yeah. interesting lesson because I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. 
Yeah. And then everyone sits down, bell rings, he turns the radio off, and he says at, you know, 8.45 or 8.15 or whatever mm -hmm. uh, this morning, uh, a plane, like a plane flew into the one of the Twin Towers. And I was like, we all just, it was just dead silence. It was just dead silence. We're like, what? Like, yeah. So, like, no. All that day at school was just like us trying to get on the computers and find as much information as we could. No, for sure. And it's funny because uh, so 9 11 happened when I was in grade school. So I was young. In fact, I was probably too young for, I don't think any of the teachers told us. Um, explicitly what happened. One of my friends was running around saying that they bombed the White House, <laughs> like killed the president. I remember oh, this. Geez. And I was like, oh, okay. So um, I got home, got off the bus um, and talked to mom. And she said something that kind of um, hit me because the, of course the news was on like for the next like three days constantly. So I got home. She's like, you know what happened? I was like, kind of. And so she explained to me, she's like, no, this is, this is a big deal, Abby. This is going to be like in your history book someday. This is a huge, huge deal. Akiri Chan, welcome to the broadcast. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm Abby. Right now, um, if you are confused, I am having a discussion with Dalibor, otherwise known as T3G Media. Um, and so I can hear him, but you guys can't hear him through me. If you want to get the full picture, if you want to hop on his channel, there we go. I think I pronounced that right. Akiri Chan, Akiri Chan. But anyway, no. Terrible um, name. Dalibor. Nine or T3G Media or, or yeah, Akiri like... Chan. What What are you it's, saying, Davis? It's. It's Abigator. Abigator just doesn't roll off the T3G, T3G media. T3G media. Well, see, here's the thing. Originally, it meant those three guys, and uh, and that was uh, that was me and my two cousins. We started a YouTube channel, uh, and then we just called it T3G. And it was T3G Tech at first because we only did tech. Now it's T3G Media because we do all sorts of stuff. <laughs> that only makes sense. No. Shush. Hi puppies. Hi puppies. What about puppies are like we hear something. We hear things. Let's see if they need me. Not a problem. Um, but no. So, um, for you guys in chat, you can still hear me. Um, and for those of you who, uh, let's see, I'm trying to see who are watching or will be watching in the future. Um, so I'm a millennial, I was born in 93. And so um, that's kind of um, one of the big kind of defining points for our generation, right? Like everybody in my generation remembers where they were and what happened during 9-11. It was one of like the big defining points for our generation. I'm sure it's the same with you guys, right? So I think it brought two things to this country which were very, very interesting. One, it brought you're in Europe, Devious. No, that's totally cool. I get it. But like, I think it brought a realization, like, because as you guys know, the U.S. has been really kind of um, the pitfalls of life. Not. Woo -woo, woo -woo. 
we're talking about uh, kind of the interesting thing that I find about 9-11 is that there, in the history, besides like the Civil War, I think the Civil War onward, there hasn't been a lot of violence or any kind of terrorism in this country. We've kept it pretty under lock and key where all other countries yeah beyond just... beyond oklahoma yeah there was nothing else really exactly exactly um i think it was a big what do call... dogs. dogs stop <laughs> no i have an inspector that came through today because he came uh, through the other day but it had snowed and it was like oh let's come by later Georgia, go to bed. The time is now. Yeah, and, and no, now, I think it gave. I'll <clears throat> oh, go ahead. I'll say it's been like two two days, and all the snows. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he actually might want to talk to me. Damn. Okay. No, you're totally fine. We can talk. About, we can still talk about 9/11, but it really, oh, okay. I think, gave Americans one of those things where, like, oh crap, like. People can come into our country and hurt us. Whereas now I feel like um, it's very much like most of the violence in this country comes from people in our own country. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, oh, those foreigners coming in and like, bombing our places or whatever. It's very much um i find that the majority is either um either people who aren't treated with the correct mental health capacities who are just kind of crazies out in the street doing like mass things or like school shootings are a really big thing now but i think at this point 9-11 was the point where at least with my generation you really got into your head like oh shit yeah this isn't just something here. that happens in other countries this yep. is something that can happen to us yeah it was it was very very much perspective it was very much yeah. perspective on kind of the whole global situation what what could and couldn't happen where mm -hmm. it was it no, was it was sure. a tough pill to swallow it was a tough pill to swallow yeah no for sure i remember that whole that whole day it was all about intel like information. I say intelligence gathering. It was about information gathering, figuring out what was going on, like what details there were, et cetera, et cetera. And then that night, this is when people still watch TV, not the internet like this. <laughs> that mm -hmm. night I uh, I went to I went to bed watching the news and it was just like replays of clips from the day and I just broke down and I was just weeping. And that's and that's where I was reading this. That's where I was reading this. There, yeah. there is, there is so much in this. It's, uh, it, it's, it's very, very difficult not to get emotional reading this book. Yes, there because is. it makes everything personal as yeah. well. Which right, it gives everything a face. It gives everything so, a face. Yeah, which is so good. Um. And, and I love the, the distinction it makes for itself right off the bat with the first story. It, it brings up, it brings up the, it like shows Superman and he's like, this is all the stuff that I can do, but mm -hmm. I can't leap out the page and be there when it's needed. 
And yeah. then you, you have this, you have this, you know, real American hero taking this kid out of the fire, turning around and going back in. And it's just like, oh, and they're just, and, and that's the thing. They're, they're all these like little bite-sized stories. Like they're not more than three, four pages. And it's it, every single time you see a face on it. I mean, even this, these guys are like, oh, like we need, you know, this is like the, the Hollywood kind of boardroom people. Yeah. You know? They're trying to, they're trying to make the, the next big movie kind of thing. And they're like, we need reality, blah, blah, blah. And then that happens. And then they're all just, they're all done. Yeah. yeah like reality mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. So it's, no, for sure. It's a very, very, uh, very hard book to read. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to say especially for me. Like I, I imagine it's way harder to read for people who were there. Yes, for sure. I think it's also one of those things. Um, like, it was a very hard thing to go through, and I think it was very like scarring for the country as a whole. Um, I think it's also one of those things that really put into perspective for me how there's extremely loud and incredibly close devious was is an amazing book um if you haven't read it probably should go out and read it for those of you who are watching but um it kind of made me realize how in other countries bombings and stuff like this happen so much more often like if if we're talking just about like um terrorism and um kind of uh, stuff like that. I have a very hard time because I'm very aware of myself as like a white woman living in the United States. I have a very high amount of privilege in that like I've lived a relatively safe life and like really you weren't that big on it? That's okay. I see you. But it's that thing of like who am I to like Obviously, all of your feelings are uh, legitimate and, um, like, in no way does... But um, I think it really puts things in perspective if you look at, like, 9-11 compared to other countries kind of have these big acts of violence pretty like regularly but it's I think it's very interesting for me because I've always been a big proponent of like you have to feel your feelings if something is big you can't compare your pain or your suffering or your loss to other people's because you're going to lose every single time because there's always somebody who's suffering more than you or is in more pain than you you know what I mean yeah definitely I I I think uh I think you've got it on right there uh Devious also uh, makes a makes a solid point. 9-11 was far for, for them, just like Paris was was very far for us. You know, mm-hmm. Par- Paris is something that happened on the news that people talked about. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But there is that disconnect. New York, oh, yeah. I could drive to New York in nine hours. Drive. Get in my car right now, I'll be there tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's that puts that puts a closeness to it. That is very very difficult to ignore. It, it's not I think something. It's also, oh sorry, go ahead. I know it's it's not something that I need to take any kind of like extra steps. I don't need a passport. I don't need any. I just get in my car and drive there. And you know, yeah. even even within Europe and even within over there, 
you know, I, I'm I'm from Bosnia. Like to to get to to get to Syria, to get like I would need several, you know, I need a passport. I need reasons. I need all this stuff just to get there. So there is still that disconnect. Yeah. So it, it's it's a very I, I still feel like even over there, even though it's closer physically, it's still far because you have to you have to do all this extra stuff. You have to you have to find a way to get there. It's not just something where you can get in the car and drive. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And I think it's a little bit different maybe because when 9-11 happened, I was younger, like too young to really be able to um, process it. Cause I, I want to say I was like in second or third grade cause I'm a tiny, I'm a wee Bobby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think as a nation, it was like, this is, I think this is a really, really good comic book to kind of see like some personal stories and about um, how the nation kind of felt collectively after 9-11 and how especially it like um, affected people individually. For sure, for sure. And I, I love the little stories like this where it's like, this is a superhero story. This is... Static shock. shock if yeah. you don't, like, if you know, if you don't know static shock, I need you to call somebody. But it's one of those situations where, like, th- this was, this was a topic that came up a lot in comics, and different writers dealt with it in different ways. There's a, there's a really, really powerful moment from uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I think it's 35, um, uh, and somebody's just like, they see him, and they just like, they like, they just kind of attack him. Like, it's just like a person. There's like yeah. beating on his chest and where were you? Where were you? That's all they're saying. And it's like, it's so crushing. It's so crushing. So that's why you see these moments where it's like, you know, Static's like, I've never felt powerless before. And it's like, he has all this incredible power. And when they go through mm-hmm. the situation, the, the the proprietor of their, of the restaurant they're in happens to be uh, Muslim. And if these guys just come in, you know, trying to deal with it the only way they know how to. Mm-hmm. And and I love the way it ends. He says, "Yes." What are we going to do now? He says, "The best we can." We can. Yes. And that's, and that's, that's all you can do. Exactly. That's all you can do is you can do the best you can. And that that's why I think that this this kind of stuff like this kind of perspective stuff is really interesting. Um like I said when we get to the to the stories of Bosnia and stuff, uh it it's the same kind of thing where a lot of it is perspective. A lot of it is, is, and I, I've read, um, for, for that, for that conflict, I've read stuff from, you know, Bosnian stories. I've read stuff from, uh, Serbian stories and, and, and just that whole area has had so much, so much happen over the last yeah. thousand years that it's, it's very, it's a very, very interesting thing to like get a perspective on. Like yeah. I, I left two weeks before conflict started in my hometown, and that's really by 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 happenstance, like by my mom happened to work in Croatia. She said, "Hey, why don't you come join me?" I said, "I mean, I really had no say in it. I was seven years yeah. old." So, and that's that's all it was. And then you know, years later, I find out that like two days later, or two weeks later, that is when you know you could hear gunfire and things like that, and. That's when crazy. I went back, I think it was oddly enough, I went back in 2001, the summer, mm-hmm. so like two months before all this happened, and it was one of those things where like I see 
bullet holes everywhere. I see destroyed buildings just on the drive, you know, from from the capital where we landed to to my hometown. Yeah. And it's 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 it like it's soul crushing. It's it's heart wrenching because like you remember this beautiful thing, you remember this beautiful place, and it's it's different. So like, I, I there's the the one story in here kind of really puts puts a where is it? Um, puts a really good spin on that is they talk about we live two blocks away and yeah. the like they were a beacon and they, like that's that's how we got home and that's how we like navigated and now we're lost and like that's okay. uh yeah. yeah it makes sense it's just it's it it sucks it sucks so yeah. much and I'm like, it's, it, it, it's a very, like, I, I had to stop probably seven or eight times reading this because I just started crying. <laughs> like, yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard book to read, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's the reality of the situation. And I think all the, you know, United We Stand pins are, are going to be, are, they're, they're kind of for naught if you don't, if you don't actually take time to actually remember what happened and take time to remember the, the people that were actually affected so like yeah for sure yeah so we'll, we'll move on from that and go into much much Sumed. lighter fare much Sumed. much lighter fare <laughs> Simbad <sighs> is one of the oldest um adventurer stories i don't want to call i don't want to call him like he's not a superhero but he's certainly it's an adventurer. like a it's, i want to say it's almost like a folk tale you know what i mean like right so if, if, if anyone knows the the original tale of Shahrazad and Thousand One Arabian Nights, uh, yes. it was uh, her way of uh, getting out of getting killed. Uh, very and it, so a little a little tangent, which is uh, kind of what we do here, tangent podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, the Thousand One Arabian Nights is referenced beautifully in a book called Fables. They did a one-off called Thousand uh, One Nights. Uh, and it was Snow White went to visit the the uh, the Sultan, mm-hmm. and same same situation happened. So it was I'm going to kill you, blah blah blah. And you know she gets out of it. She she tells him the stories and she tells him like Rose Red story and she tells him all these stories that she knows. And yeah. as she's leaving, she meets Shahrazad, and oh. and he's like she says you know like do you have any any tips and she just says he loves stories and leaves and i'm like that's amazing because it's just like a little kind of a side origin story for a thousand and one arabian nights and i was like i thought it was yeah. no but, it's it, that is really funny actually um because i remember vaguely the um thing from fable and one of the things that um i really enjoyed about this one uh Thousand and One Arabian Nights is like I I find is a very interesting um, story cycle one, and Shahrazad is actually one of my favorite pieces of uh, classical music. Oddly enough, mm. um, it's Shahrazad by I want to say Rusky Korsakoff, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it was the first classical piece of music that I ever heard played by a live orchestra. I went with my school. It's this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, concert hall. And so it was the um, it was um, the Cleveland Orchestra playing 
the Scheherazade, the whole piece. Um, it has three movements and it's just the most epic, amazing piece. And then I ended up playing it a couple of times with different like orchestras. Um, but it's, it's one of my absolute favorites. It's just, it's so good. So good. I have not heard it. I will, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to give it a listen one of these days. Mm -hmm. I, I'll send a link. Awesome. Awesome. Um, the, <laughs> the thing that I know, so the, the very, very, I want, I don't want to call it an annoying thing, but the very interesting thing at, uh, Zenoscope, which is who put out this book, uh, Thousand One Arabian Nights, uh, The Adventures of Sinbad, uh, mm -hmm. they are, I don't want to say they're no substance, but they're definitely a lot of show. So you yes. see the cover is beautiful. The cover is done really, really well. What like big name artist, like mm -hmm. catches your eye on the shelf for sure. Sure. Like Ebass, Ebass is like uh, Eric Basolda is who, who did this cover. And he's he's like widely known in the industry. He's done Justice League. Because that I still log to this day and it's like ten years old. Mm -hmm. He is a huge, huge name. So they get people like that to do these covers. Mm -hmm. And then the inside is not always as good art, as crisp. And yeah. what I yeah. will say, now this is just like a little preview section, this 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 first part. But when they mm -hmm. actually started the series, this was actually like a backup in a, a Grimm's Fairy Tales from Zenoscope which is another book that kind of had like artists all over the place and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but this it was like a backup story and I think like a holiday special or something. Mm -hmm. So then we start the, the main book and then you have this really, really good art. Now, actually, I follow up. Uh, I think it's Paolo Pantelena, something like that. Um, okay. He's really, really good. He's got really rich and detailed art. But what I really noticed in this this section, the first two issues, every time a woman walks in the room, he's got this leer that is just so creepy. It's like the he's like smear with all and like the eyebrow. It's right. always the eyebrow. And he's the only he's one. Really he's like the only one. Every other character is fine, but ever like every time something like that happens, he's so just got, like oh. Oh. Yeah, look at this right there. Yep. He's like, ah, like, oh, the queen's hot. I like it. <laughs> I know, which is absolutely. I I found it actually to be quite hilarious because like, and I also think because we were talking about realistic and unrealistic women uh, earlier. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, if you guys don't know, with a dress <laughs> that short, there is no way to be classy and graceful. Nope. And a dress that short and with a shirt that that or a dress that's that slow cut i don't know how she's keeping those boobs like perky like that but she's a witch it's magic oh it's magic <laughs> no, she's a witch They're queen magic boobs <laughs> magic <laughs> boobs exactly it just, it's so just so much more sense it's just so hilarious like his art's yeah. really good it's powerful it's like kind of like classic comic book art in many many mm -hmm. ways 
But it's just I just took notice of that every single time. You know, she kicks the, she kicks the guards out of the room and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's totally true. It's it, it made me laugh a lot. And I also like because it is very classic and it's not like it's the same for the guys here too. Like who in real life has muscles and manes popping out like that? That is like Oh yeah, best case scenario you look ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson or like Terry Crew. Right. Level of nature made humans the way we are. Artists can make them however they want. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent true. And listen, in something like this, in this kind of situation, this guy's a pirate, he's an adventurer, he's you know, every story he tells, he's like climbing down from stuff. I mean, even even this right here, he's like he's about to make out with her and somehow has awareness. He says, Hope you don't mind, I'm gonna borrow this, tosses her a brooch or whatever. And knocks out somebody in like the rafters. Right. I'm right. like, that's he's got some skills. Yeah. And like, and that's a brooch. Unless that's unless that thing's like five pounds, it's no way it knocked her out. So like he hurled it it's with such magic. force. Yeah. He chucked that thing with such force. But like I, I can give him I can give him the strength and the muscles because I would expect him to. Like he is he is like yes. the guy. I get it. But it's just he's very, hero. Right, exactly. But it's just very and again, like this is freaking Lear. The like It's so funny though. Like, because I'm like, get oh, it, Lear. Ah. <laughs> uh and, it, and it's and the artist is really good. I really enjoy his stuff. But th- and this is right here where where like the 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 the, the I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. This is kind of where it pulls me out. So, like, you have this scene where it's like, oh, she totally didn't tell me about this gigantic dragon. Right. Right? Next panel. Right? Coming out of the deep. Yeah. And it's like, boom, this dragon is about to kill him. The Mm. the cover of the next issue is great. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then the dragon is less less imposing. Less imposing. And then you're like, it's a little more orange. (laughs) It's a little more orange. uh, so many more abs. I just, uh... and then you've got like the weird Hulk Voldemort. Hulk Voldemort. I like it. Hulk, Hulk Voldemort. <laughs> and it's just, and it's, and it's funny because like, she's not tell. any, she's it's not any more realistic or any less unrealistic, but like her, the, like the, the queen's styling is completely different. You know, oh. she, she went, she went to a hairdresser between scenes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like this, and then also her facial expressions. I feel like are so much different. Like you can see oh, the yeah. marked difference. Like that is something that kind of threw me out. I for some reason have a uh, problem with an ongoing story like this that has different artists. That pulls me out. I a agree. Little. That was one of the I things that fully, I did fully agree. Agree, because then you're looking at like they don't look the same. What? Right. Like, I don't, and, and why? It really, it really came into play. So, like, here, they show you what this guy's supposed to look like as a statue. They showed like, him earlier, yes. and that was pretty yes. close. That's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward, pretty close. Mm-hmm. At the end of this, so this is where they have another kind of more stylized artist, kind of like yes. uh, the, the first guy. And then, of course, at some point, someone's got to get near naked. Of course. <laughs> because that's, that's the whole, that's Sinbad. And right. so that's another thing where I was okay. 
like Sinbad's whole story is so suited for this kind of media. Oh yeah. Like that's why I was totally okay with the over the top like for sure. Mile high boobs and the like muscles of steel because it's Sinbad. It's just it it was like the superhero comic kind of like hero ridiculousness of the time. You know what I mean? For sure. It just For sure. And this like right here, disconnect. That's the word I was looking for. Disconnect. Yes. Here's here's what this dude looks like. He's like an old wizard god from the ancient times oh. or whatever, right? Yeah. And then like next page. That's not the same. It's not even the same dude. Like, like the proportions aren't the same. Colors. Right? He's shorter. He has way different color hair. He has way more hair. He's way, way more, more way more hair. beard. Like he has a mustache, but where before he did not have a mustache. <laughs> but, you just don't take like artistic liberties. If you already like showed the character earlier on in the series, you can't just be like, ah, oh, but this isn't how I want to draw him. Right. I'm going to draw him like this. Right. That's so, not how you do things. So I went to C2E2 over the weekend and I talked to Jim Zub. And Jim Zub is a is the writer of uh, Skull Kickers, which if you like if you like fantasy and comedy in one, Skull Kickers is the book to read. Uh, he also writes Wayward, which is, without giving anything away, it is teenagers fighting ancient Japanese gods. Outstanding. That's about as much as I can tell you without really giving anything away. And then he also writes uh, Avengers recently. He's, he wrote... He wrote Avengers, uh, it was a weekly series they ended up doing. So it was, mm -hmm. I think it was called Avengers No Surrender. And mm -hmm. so he, I, I was talking to him and we were discussing like kind of the, the schedule and stuff. And he was explaining to, to me and another, another fan how it all went. Because he had three artists and they all had, they had like spreadsheets and all this stuff to like figure out where characters were, what they yeah. looked like, who was damaged. Because people were working on different parts of the story at different times. You know, yeah. you had the first artist was the entire first issue, and then the second issue was split between two artists. So, like, the second artist had to know exactly what was going on, the you know, from mm -hmm. the first artist stuff. Kustav, welcome to the broadcast. How are you doing? Um, just so you know, you can't hear, but I'm talking to um, T3G Media right now over on his channel. If you want to go over on his channel, you can both hear and see me there. So you'll be, like, in the conversation and not just listening to one half of a conversation. We're talking about comic books. In particular, we're talking about Sinbad, the baddest motherfucker out of all of the Arabian Nights. True facts. Yes. True also gaming, same thing. Hello. Um, T3G Media, we're kind of... Um, we're talking about uh, comic books on um, his channel. So right now you'll be listening to one half of the conversation. If you want to go check him out, T3G Media, go to his channel. Hey, gaming, welcome. Vegetable says a true, god, a true god can grow a mustache at will. And that's true. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But why that specific moment? Right. I'm in the middle of like, right. I want to grow a mustache. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna shrink. I'm gonna shrink four feet and grow a mustache and longer, longer hair. And longer, wavy, luscious hair. Right. He's like, 
He's like in a L'Oreal commercial now. Right, exactly, he's, exactly. He's, and he's it's, doing it's, the and that's that's where like this whole box. thing where like it, it just feels like you know the last artist before he was done, they were like, hey, you start the next issue because this is clearly again another a different yeah. artist, and that's where this kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just also this was like my favorite thing. She says, here, take this tunic. It might help against the flames. He lands, takes it off. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I can't fight. I can't fight with this on. I need to show all of my ass. Right? And I was like, what falling flames? Are flames falling for some reason? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, Oh, and Fire Sword. Fire Sword is my favorite part. Of course. Fire Sword. And of course, now he has no protection against Fire Sword. Also, I love that, how she's just conveniently totally naked when she's captured like look at these ropes that well, are no, remember, remember she, she covering con- my nipples she convert remember the witch converted her clothes into bindings yeah she, she stripped she, her, she stripped I, her she stripped her she literally stripped her down and literally used, and, used, and, and used the fibers to bind her which is i think epic just epic yes it's and, true and like here further later on in the book he's clearly bigger than he was at the beginning yeah his hair isn't nearly as luscious, right? And his face is noticeably more wrinkled in different places. <laughs> and that, and that's so. Like, I, I've been on the, I've been, I've been on the search for an artist for my book. Like, the script is done, and every time mm-hmm. I look at people's stuff, my biggest thing is, can you be consecutive with characters? That's why I always, I always ask yes. artists, like, do you do sequentials? Because anyone, I mean, I don't say anyone, but like, I've produced a really good one-off piece. Like, I can show it to people, and they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I did that. I cannot draw the same thing twice and make it look the same to save my life. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's, I think that's where the talent comes into play. Mm -hmm. And that's where you, yeah, that's where you get talented people. And especially, I feel like, for something as widely published as this, they could have afforded a good artist that's why reference sheets exist. Be... Exactly. Devious yeah. got it. That's why reference sheets exist. People make reference sheets. So, I mean, like, and this is one of those, like, simple things. Somebody could have just drawn this at the beginning of the story arc, given it to, like, hey, this is what we're going to go off of. And let's say if the artist got sick, if they wanted to change the schedule or whatever, and they had to put somebody else on it, would be like, here are all the reference materials. Here you go. Slide it over to you. All the yeah. reference materials before we're done with issue three. And that's, yeah. it, it just seems, it seems easy and logical and simple, but then people just don't execute that. Like, it just, it just doesn't happen that way. No. I think it's one of those things where, like, oh, look, he's getting it again. Now he's naked, jumping right. off the balcony. Right. And, just... and this is why I say, like, hey, I'm okay with him not having, like, the ridiculous musculature. This dude climbed a tower to, right. to get his stuff back. And I love also how the girl can has this back like oh i just had sex with this guy nothing bad's happening to me oh yes welcome back come back into my bedroom i just like the whole thing is it's fantastic it makes me chuckle because it's so entertaining right which is totally the point exactly it's and then it's like so the guy from the first issue did the cover of this obviously and look how much badass Right. Like, look how badass that is. Although and I will say they, they got a they got a better artist for the interiors of this one. It's it's again, yeah. and that's because you have all these different artists. It does disconnect, and I think it, if it is going to be one continuous story, 
it, it's hard to follow if you if you mess with it like this. Because I'll be honest, between issue two and three, when they switched artists, when she was on when she was on on I'm say on screen when she was on page, I was like, is that supposed to be the the like the girlfriend of the young guy? Like it's, yeah. it's kind of a hard. It's like was that? Sort of it's hard weird? to keep track of the characters because they look different. Right, and this kid, this is the guy, the young kid here in the bottom right. Yeah, he's supposed to be the, the the dude who was on the first page, like huge dude up in the up on the mast, like he was the one who sighted the the island. I'm like, that's doesn't uh-uh. even look. That's this this guy's twelve. Like twelve, he's a sweet baby, yeah, he's boy. A, he's a boy. Look, he's cute, innocent for this. Look at that woman. That woman is too much for that tiny guy. I'm, I'm saying you right now. she is 36 and he is 12. Yes. I mean, if he can get it, <laughs> this get is, it. This is my but... favorite moment of this entire book. He's running, knocks into a woman. He says, oh, beautiful lady, if only there were enough to <laughs> And then keeps running. Like, I'm sorry. But you. So you that he's just so smooth you know right. what i mean uh, i would i would but i gotta go take care of this god <laughs> it's a second but i have to take a second from like running to like gently caress your face right and look i gotta, your I gotta let you know that you can get it just want to let you know that you, you could get, get it. it i would give it to you i would <laughs> give it to you because you look fine lady but i gotta go but i gotta go handle this it's man it's it's I love it's it's it is an exciting story. A chunk of the Grim Fairy Tales, a good chunk, mm-hmm. of it. and and again, this is this is where you see like the the entertainment of it is these. This is this is the cover gallery, and this is everything yes. looks so epic. Everything looks so big. They get all the again. They get all these big name artists like this. Uh, I can't read it, but I'm pretty sure this is a bigger artist. Like you get these bigger names to do these covers to bring people in because it's at the end of yeah. the day it's a visual medium. People walk up to to a shelf and they see something and they're gonna want to pick it up because of the cover. A lot of yeah. a lot of it is placed on the, the artist and especially the cover artist. So like yeah, maybe the artist maybe the artist is experimenting. Eh, I feel like in the middle of a book is not the place to experiment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And like, like the, this it. and this image, this image personifies everything that Zenoscope is about. Zenoscope yes. does these stories, and this is the kind of stuff you get on a cover. And it's yes. like, why is this necessary? What does this have to do with anything? And, and this it's is... just to show off that little bit of butt cheek that you can see, like right down by her crotch. Uh huh. Absolutely. Reverse, reverse Pikachu, right there. Mm-hmm. And how her magical boobs are magical, and need yeah. absolutely no support whatsoever. No, and they're all just the, all the boobs are magical in comics. Oh, uh, it, it's, also, I want to. This is the other good one because teenage boys. Yes, look, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> no, all the muscles are magic too. Like, look at yeah. those abs, and then yeah. the side. I think I don't he's know got twelve doing. ribs, like showing. Twelve ribs. <laughs> And all the clothes are absolutely painted on. I will also want to take a point. Um, if you ever see like the covers, all of the girls who are like posed standing up are in the weirdest like position. Usually their shoulders are like up at an awkward angle that's not realistic, but their chest is out and then they have the way their feet are, their knees are kind of in a little bit. But it's very much like I'm showing off my physique can you see how I mean, sexy I, I, I am? mean can we can we talk about the, just this 
Just this, uh, oh, it's a tail. I mean, like, it's a tail, but, Fire like, tail. it's clearly Fire supposed tail. to be a penis. Clearly Fire supposed tail. to make you think it's a penis. Like, I get Fire the... tail. Yeah, it's just, it's very... Fire penis, right by the butt. Fire penis. <laughs> Adding spice to the comics. Yeah, exactly. Adding all the spice. Uh, it's just, and, like, look, just... And I think that's it's super gratuitous. It's super gratuitous, and it's it's what's funny is that this this entire series. So I will I will uh, I will demonstrate here because I actually have the Grimm's Fairy Tales as well. Um, yes, I very, agree. Devious. You should be a doctor about that if you, you have coming out of your ass. Right. Please see a doctor. That's not normal. It's not healthy. Right for sure. So any any given. Let's see, if we close this. So any given cover of a Grimm's Fairy Tales is just, is oh, yep, yep. It's just Hello. ridiculous. Like, yep, there's some more boobs for you. There's, this is what you were it's talking about right booty. here. Yeah, this is what you were talking As about. You see, you see so much. Look. Can, can, she has, she has hip dysplasia. Her left hip is so yeah. far back. Yeah. Like, okay, here, I'm going to demonstrate with my normal, like, human body how that would look <laughs> on a real person. So we're right here, right? So let's see. She's got her foot like this and like this, and she's got her butt, so you can see her butt. But she's also like this. This is not how – what? What? No. no. This is not something that you can do. I don't know how she's twisting that much, but it is the most – ridiculous thing ever so but but now, but now look, look, at, look at the market look at the market difference in the art quality though oh yes. wow wow look at that there's watch that wow just she's, like she next needs page really big to clean those floors yeah she's gotta get, get in there you really gotta like get in there Vegetables, I yes, you can do the same pose. Oh, there is Maybe that's it. Maybe you need to be concerned. totally naked to do the pose. I, that's possible. That's possible. That's certainly a consideration. That's certainly a consideration. Yeah. So the, the the other book that we had was the second volume of a Sinbad. Yes. And this this got a little more personal. This focused a, a mm -hmm. little more on one of the main characters, Wilhelm. Yes. Who, who is this undead? Except, so he to me I thought was a zombie, and he looks to I, me like I a zombie. Thought so too. But then it when it kind of gets in the when it kind of gets into the story, uh, and it actually will show you. It's, it was uh, thirty three. So you, you notice there, there's like a reference. Uh, this, here's the story from before. Like he was uh, this guy who fell in love with his master's. Uh, yeah, there's no other way for the say. It. It fell in love with the master's property. Um, yeah. There's really no other way to say that. Uh, yeah. And then he goes it's, to this witch. Night, you guys. You shouldn't be expecting this. Right. He uh, he goes to there's this witch harems. and he's like, yo, I want power. I want money. And he goes to pick her up and she's like, I hate you. Why, why would you, why would you want me to, why would you want to do anything? And she's like, you're disgusting. I hate you. And he's like, goes back to the witch and he says, yo. Why? How about, uh, how about, how about now you give me her too? And then <laughs> this guy's mad. 
because he was in love with her in this version of, of existence. I, just, he, I love. He goes to the witch and he says, yo, I need revenge. Of course, brings a giant fire demon because that's how you do things in Arabian uh, Nights. <laughs> yeah, of course. And of course, as these things go, the girl dies. <laughs> of course. So of course, this, I love you how... see the little reference here. He goes to Grim's Fairy Tales 33. And I want to show you that uh, because I think it's... it's Excuse us, fire gin. Fire gin. Oh. However you pronounce it. Thank you, Devious. Fire gin, pardon me. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I did not know that gin had different different uh, classes. I think it I is, yeah. I know this because of American Gods. There was what a really good... Um... Whoa! What the hell just happened? Whoa, screen weirdness. Oh! Freaking out. Is Where is the Firefox? Yeah, they're almost like genies. Basically, they can grant um, Wait, how a wish. I... Oh, I. If you guys have ever read uh, American Somehow. God, there's a really interesting story where uh, Jin is actually a taxi driver. Fire Jin is a taxi driver and is just like so fucking done with like. He moved to America is like, because American gods is a lot of the old gods who are trying to struggle in like a modern um, society, right? It's anyway, American gods, Neil Gaiman, anything Neil Gaiman, you just should. The evil gin, the lamb, and the good gin. There you are. Ring. Mm -hmm. Man. Oh, hey, that was, that was my. Hey. That was strange. Uh, <laughs> that was strange. Where am I here? Uh, this one. This is the one I wanted to switch. All right, so this is again yes. you've got a very, very uh, naughty and nice, you yeah. guys. If you don't have panties, saying if Aladdin, you're naughty or Aladdin not, was you're not, not Chinese. Chinese. What are you talking about? Aladdin was Middle Eastern. He's from Baghdad. What? You talking about devious? What you talking about devious? I don't think that's right, devious. So, and this is so. This is uh, I think this is the witch Belinda in the future, in the modern age telling the story of Wilhelm. So this is kind of where the rest of the story happens. So she's dead. He, uh, he's not accepting that she's gone. He kind of watches over her dead body for some reason. Yeah. And well, because you got to protect it. Also, I this is a question. What was so intense about this woman that these two men felt the need to like i'm going to go through all of this shit with this witch some, sometimes you look you look uh, you look a woman into the the, the windows to her soul and uh, <laughs> that's that's how it, uh, that's how it goes my windows are right. <laughs> sorry i'm just imagining this yeah, real life. yeah the windows yeah those windows I get, you, you get, Shush. I get yeah so he's uh as long as, my, as long as I live, my love will not be desecrated. And then he fights off these snakes, and the snake is bringing leaves. And the snakes mm -hmm. look at him like, what the hell's wrong with you, bro? We were bringing you these. And yeah. she lives. And he keeps What? Eating. He puts these leaves on her, and she lives. And he's super excited about that, and he leaves. He keeps those leaves for some reason. Mm -hmm. further, further down, he finds her cheating on him. And he says, but why? And she says, <laughs> she says, I always want most stuff. 
I always want different things. <laughs> he's like, what, what the fuck is this bullshit? person which you should have expected this how long have you known this girl all right 12 days boy. like <laughs> boy joe put all of this in one person i like how aladdin lies and pretends to be a badass slave owner to get a chick right like yeah hey hey girl hey look at all the slaves i own that so, makes me more attractive right so wilhelm gets killed he's got those leaves on him and this mm -hmm. is his punishment right this is his there's a price to pay for all the magics and his price is that he shows yeah. up. Looks like there's some naughty stuff happening with the shrink. Woo! Uh, Woo! The, the present day story is like less entertaining. It's like the yeah. character, the character from the fairy tales, like children and stuff living in the modern day. Yeah. Um, he shows up and he says, "The same snake leaves that saved you saved me, but where I have taken on the appearance of a snake, and that's why I was like." You don't look that like a snake. Really you look like. like a zombie. It's like a Hulk Voldemort mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> look. Oh, how the turntables have turned. Yep, all the snakes are inside her. It's gross. Mm. It's so gross because you can see the bulges. It's just sweet yep. fucking irony. Yep. So that's where that goes, and then we follow them into an adventure where they go into the City of the Dead, and... Oh, I'm sure. This guy finally it's professes his love, now he's uh, now he's 23 again, and now it's Now okay. he's 23, now he's like, now he's hulky and looks a little bit more mature, he's not 12, he's right? got that muscle, right, he's got the last in the, going again. In, in, the one, in the one scene where he was 12, he didn't even have his daggers, so he definitely didn't even look like the same dude. Like this guy's a killer. He's got he's got daggers all across his chest. Yeah, he, like, he's he, likely to he kill you. Get that girl. He can he like he can handle that woman. And she's like, the what? Fuck? He likes me? Like you are oh. not you are not ignorant. <laughs> girl, girl, if you're wearing that, you know that you can get any damn man you want. Let me tell right? you. This dude was getting it with the with the yeah. <laughs> the, the the man of few very few words was getting it with the the chef. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> she's covering herself with a pan. Just oh no! Pan. Don't look at me. Uh, I love that he doesn't say anything except yes and no. Yeah, I know, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes chef. Very binary. Get Very it. binary. Get it. And then this guy doesn't even speak any language that they know, but they just kind of understand each other. Kind of classic yes. stuff. I think it's the muscles. If you if you have muscles like that, then you can get it. Also, this woman is badass. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, the random, the random archer shows up, and she's an yes. awesome archer. Oh, look at you, badass woman! Your muscles and your painted on. And also, I always am interested. Like, it's always almost camel toe in these comics, but without. It's just like you can see the V. In the crotch area, you, got, you gotta see it. the V. You gotta see the, and that's you I never said that. I'm like, how? Why is it so tight? Why because is it quite so tight? You need to know. You need to be reminded that there are sexual genitalia in that area. Have you heard of the? Have you heard of the? The the tucking controversy for Infinity War. 
No, what happened? I think I think this is a perfect, perfect tangent here. Tell me about the tucking thing. Because Infinity War is coming out very soon. I'm very right. worried to see who's going to die. Although I'm pretty sure I know what's going to go down. But we'll see. So they shared the... They've been slowly sharing uh, cast, cast photos from the movies over yes. the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And... No, not YouTube. I don't want YouTube. I just want a picture. Um, Show me the tucking. Show it to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta bring this up. So, Infinity War. I mean, they couldn't have taken it down. I mean, I suppose they could have taken it down, but I feel like that's silly. I think that's a silly. There we go. Okay. So, they've been shared. They've been, yeah, 22 posters. There we go. There we go. So, yeah. We'll, uh, hold on. Switch over. Let's get another window. Okay. Let me see it. Oh. All right. Let me put this down. Put this down. Just look at those thighs. No, you're all right, Devious. We're gonna that right there. Okay. So. Yes. These are the posters that have been shared. I, I think it's very yes. interesting that Captain's Shield is a uh, kind of the vibrating. Kind of little. It's kind of little. But like, it's I get it. He's little. he's quick. You know, he can. But it's it's little. It's, I'm hoping that it like expands somehow. Anyway. Um, we'll see. The the, the images are very. Oh interesting. yeah. That's- Devious. That is Cap with his long, luscious hair and his fucking rugged beard, looking. He's like nomad a now. He's nomad now. Now they're calling He's him nomad. Like a nice lumberjack. He could go and he could build you a home with his bare hands. Also, I love that. I love that everyone is photoshopped to death. Like he barely oh, yeah. looks like, like Chris. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like although you but got look some, at that you butt got some, though. You got some mm-hmm. American American butt mm-hmm. right there. I really want to know why she's blonde. I'm so genuinely interested to know why she's blonde. Besides it being a throw to one of the other Black Widow stories from the comics where there was a blonde Black Widow, but that was a different character. Yeah. I want to know why she's blonde. Like, very practically, there needs to be a reason. Mm Because I'm going to be salty if it was just like, it was a Tuesday, decided to bleach my hair. Yeah. No, I I do like I do like that he's got, I think it's a vibranium arm, which I'm really excited about. Because it's dark, I'm it's a really different material. To... Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose it could just be painted, but I'm hoping that it's a vibranium arm. I, at I'm which pretty point... sure it's a vibranium arm. Because also, he's been with Suri for that whole time. Yeah, sure, 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 he sure definitely him. upgraded this. He's got rocket launchers in there and shit. Like... Yeah. Falcon? Yes, Falcon. Falcon? I think he did an upgrade, too. He looks like he got some new gear. I'm sure. Sure, I'm sure he did. Hello, uh, Robert Downey Jr. lost forty uh, percent of his body mass apparently because he's way yeah, thinner than he's he. A... Right, because look, his head does not fit on his on his torso. No, it doesn't. I'm like this. And is, you know, this is why Photoshop is like a bad thing. This is why Photoshop mm-hmm. is such a bad thing. So here we go. Oh, it's Tom Holland. Okay, Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Bring the tucking situation. Peter Parker, Spider Man. I would say mostly. Shot. Now this is you see this is the 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 suit that was teased at the end of Spider Man. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the Iron Spider uh, suit. Mm -hmm. Really excited about this. Because Papa Stark wants to protect his little spider. Right. Sorry. So then they... <laughs> Show me the crotch. Show me the crotch area. Yeah. He looks yeah. like an action figure. Here's he my does. theory. He's supposed to be fucking 16. Maybe we don't want to show off his junk. I honestly, I can see that. I agree with that, especially because in this universe, he's supposed to be in high school. Whoa, hey. He's supposed to be in high school. I feel and he like he is like 17 in real life. Like he's not maybe 18 now. Like he's not. I feel like he's older than that, isn't no, he? No, no. They got him because he was so young. Yeah. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a baby. Oh, a tiny, tiny one. Yeah, now, the, now all those thoughts you've had are inappropriate. No, <laughs> yeah. I just, I always have like second guesses with uh, young people getting into big franchises like this because to be so young and to be involved mm -hmm. in something that's this big, it's so, I'm sure it's so much stress. I mean, it seems like he's been doing really good and trying really hard not to spoil anything. And it's, but... it's just, and people are like losing their minds. This is like a controversy. This is a whole really? thing. And I'm just like, why? Tell me now. Why does it matter? Like, he's supposed to be a high he's school child. So young. I don't understand. I don't need to see his junk for any reason whatsoever. Why would you want to see his junk? He is a tiny. I lost your audio. I lost your audio. I don't hear you. What happened? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm going to continue talking. Yeah, I don't understand why, why people are freaked out about that because he, he's supposed to be a kid. He's supposed to be a kid. I'm really excited to see. I saw his toy, the toy for that, and he's got four arms, which I think is interesting because he's supposed to have three in the comics. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge fan of the suit. I don't think it looks that great. I I really like. You look at the Iron Spider suit from the comics. I think this is a way cooler suit. I think that that's. I think that the Iron Spider. That I think they just wanted to keep the original spider. Oh yeah, colors, it's it's and, it, and this is much too much for movies. This is oh, way yes, sure. too much for movies. Like you'd never never be able to get that yeah. across. Like it wouldn't look good. It's just this bright red and yellow thing. Mm -mm. I'm super excited about it though. I mean, I have oh. I've seen nothing except the initial trailer. Yeah. So like everyone's talking I about like even... oh there's all this stuff and I'm like I don't care. I'm so excited yeah. about the movie like. I watched the one trailer and I'm done. I'm sold. I'm going. There's no. I, I mean, oh, oh, yeah. I'm so interested. Hey. Uh, oh, that me. it. This from this angle that looks like a girl version. It does. It and totally I, I mean, does. I, I, I understand that they're supposed to be abs. Oh, it's because you want to move his torso, yeah. so you have to. It just okay. like from that angle, like it looked like there was a way way more way more chesticles. <laughs> yeah, it did. I totally get you. I'm interested to hear your theories because, um, especially for Infinity War, I I feel like my my biggest fear, and especially in this series, I have a very very big heart for Tony Stark. I feel like he just goes through so much angst in all everything. He never gets a break. I just want him to be happy 
and he's probably just gonna hurt more in this movie. And I just want him. I, I'm most worried about uh, oh, Iron Man and Peter Parker. You're most worried about this. them. That's fair. This, I think this is actually the figure I saw. Um, oh, that's with the awesome. four arms. I uh, Tony has gone down very interesting paths. I think the the Civil War thing made way less sense than I wanted it to. Uh, my cousin yes. brings up a really good point. Like you look at Iron Man two, where he pretty much spat in the face of the the, the government, and then for him to turn he around always, and back he the already government. went through that story arc. He already made his opinion on um that kind of government interference interference no you know what i mean right. it didn't make so any sense it was totally it, out of character it didn't make sense and that's the thing in the, in the, because that movie was rushed and the russos admitted that it was a rushed movie it, it it didn't it didn't make sense because it was forced you in, yeah, the, comi- in the comics you had years you know potentially if it's one to four that was about 60 years so call it roughly 15 maybe Mm -hmm. 20 years of history so let's say there's Mm -hmm. 20 years of marvel comics history at that point when when the inciting incident in civil war happens it's a big deal like in the comics in the comics it's a big deal because We've been kind of tiptoeing around, like, there's a lot of collateral damage done by vigilantes, realistically. Yes. The Avengers at one point had uh, U.S. Uh, National Security Council clearance, and, and and they ran stuff. And at one point, one of my favorite storylines, by the way, uh, the I think it's called United We Stand, Avengers. Mm-hmm. It is the Avengers being asked by the U.N. to run the world. Because every major capital city is sucked out of existence, along with the leadership. <laughs> there's like 12 people left in the UN. There's like no, there's no governmental structure. And like the two guys left, I think there's like the chi- the speaker of the UN and like the chairman of the UN and like two other people were left or whatever. And they're like, uh, we're asking you to run the world because we got nothing. We are too out of much people. power. Too much power. But uh, it was, but it was just, it was like a temporary thing. They figured out who did it, like they brought it back. But it was, it was just one of those things that, in the comics, you have these things that, that, I like the arch villains where I like the arc where villains become the Avengers. So refresh my mind on that, Devious. Um, in the comics, you have all these years of things happening that bring you in that mentality. Mm-hmm. They bring you, like, Tony Stark has seen, let's say, 20 years of stuff happening, so that when, in the comics, Civil War was ignited, the Civil War storyline was ignited when the New Warriors, which was a, uh, they're, they're like a little group, they're actually doing a, a either a movie or a show with that. Yeah. But they're, they're like, teenage, they were like a teenage sidekick kind of group, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like the Teen Titans, but... They had become reality TV heroes, so they had like a film crew following them around because, like, this was uh, 2006. Uh, that's about 2006 when 
reality TV was kind of really popping. It was like a big, big yes. thing. So, Jersey Shore. <laughs> right, exactly. So they had this film crew following them around. And, oh, okay, you're talking about, yeah, you're talking about uh, Dark Rain. Uh, so, yeah, they, uh, they, they bring together uh, this film crew and T-Titan, or the, T-Titan, the New Warriors, and they find this, like, little hidden group of, uh, of villains. They're just, like, chilling in this house. And they're like, all right, cool. Let's just jump them. This will be good this TV. This can't and end well. This can't end well. This is like, and they're just like chilling at a house in a neighborhood. So then like the fight escalates. You know, they realize they, they've been found. They start fighting, blah, blah, blah. Namorita, who is the, the, the cousin of Namor, mm-hmm. pile drives this guy Nuke into, I'm pretty sure his name's Nuke, into a uh, school bus. Uh, and he looks at her and says, "Little girl, you're not playing in the bush leagues anymore. This is the, the big boys are playing now." Blows up him. His, that's his power. He blows up. Yeah. He, he blows her up. He blows up the school. Thirty-eight children on the playground die. Like major, major event. And they were never going to do that in movies. They were never ever going to do oh, that in no. movies because you can't do that. But- <laughs> It, it makes a really, really good point, and that's why I like all about the comics. Like in real life, there would be some serious consequences if these superpower people just ran around with absolutely no, like, responsibility or any kind of like rules from outside people. That's too much power, and I right. like how in the um, like in the comics, it's very, very like Tony understands this, you yeah, know what I mean? At some point he just gets to that point and, and this was like, that was just the culmination of things. Like before this yeah. building up to civil war, there was still, uh, Tony Stark was working on getting like he, he kind of apprenticed Peter Parker. He, yes. he built up this, uh, he, he was already talking registration with, with Congress, like he had gone there, and yeah. that's why Peter Parker revealed his identity again prior to the beginning of Civil War. So, like, yeah. there's all these things that kind of led up to it. So, when this inciting incident happened, that just pushed things way faster. Whereas, mm-hmm. granted, Sokovia was a big thing. Like the the Avengers Ultron, yeah. uh, Age of Ultron story was a huge thing. Like they lifted most of a country off the ground. Yeah, it's a big situation, it, and I'm glad that it went yeah. UN. In, in the comics, it was very much the U.S. government. Registration was a U.S. thing. And like yeah. they were trying to essentially sell the idea to other company, countries, being like, yo, mm-hmm. you guys should also get registration. Uh, yeah. Or like some countries were like, we've, not, we've, we've always had registration. So it's like, it's different stuff. You know, it was kind of like a comparison, and you got to see kind of a worldview to certain things. But here, in the movies, it was... It's, I don't want to say overnight, but it was like, hey, Sokovia happened. Now you got to oh, sign this stuff. Yeah. Like, it hey, was... we've decided that you guys are, you guys are kind of running rampant. Uh, we're not trying to deal with it anymore. We need you it guys. It too rushed. Yeah. And then, but I, and that's the thing. And the, somebody, I, I interviewed somebody the, the year that came out uh, at mm-hmm. C2E2. And uh, it was Adam Withers. He said, he says, Iron Man has a better point. But Cap is the one who's right. It's true. It's so true. Because it sucks. It just... sucks. But like, per- like you have to have that personal liberty. You have to be able to keep yeah. your privacy. 
But at the same time, Iron Man has a really, really solid point. Because at the end of the day, if if you don't have someone to rein in anybody, like then it's chaos. Then it's chaos, and then you get major major international incidents. Then you get bombings and all this other stuff that it it reminds me a little bit of. And I think oddly enough, as much as I um, there as much as there are problems with the DC movies that are coming out, I felt like the DC movies did such a good job with showing the nation's kind of um, feelings over Superman. Yeah, for sure. Being, you know what I mean? It's that same thing. This godlike creature who has ridiculous powers is suddenly here, like he's saving us, but what happens? Right. Like Batman has a great point. What happens if he just goes rogue? Right. And like, you kind of see that if you watch Justice League, you kind of see that for a few minutes. You see yeah. Superman without any restrictions, without any without any moral compass. You see that for a few minutes, and then you see kind of where Batman had a beautiful point. Well, it's funny, because in the comics, like, they make a very, very good point of, um, I forget what specific issue, but there's uh, a plot line where basically uh, Batman, the Justice League, realizes that Batman has, like, contingency plans. Tower of Babel! Ah, Tower of Babel! Such a good story. To take all of them out, to take all of them out, should... They go off the rails and everybody's like, well, what the fuck? And there's this amazing scene where Batman's like, if you guys don't see the need for contingency plan to take all of you out, then I don't belong here. I'm out. I And he leaves. I have to leave. And Superman follows him to the teleporter pad and he says, hey, you got a contingency plan for everyone. What about you? What's the contingency plan for you? And he says, it's called the, the Justice, League. Justice League. And it was yes. just mic drop. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes that's exactly it. Because at the end of the day, like, while he has that, like, if they all came at him at once, they could take him. Easy. Yeah. And like, Because he's just a guy with a lot of fancy instruments and a big brain. Right. That's all. Tower, that's all man, Tower of Battle is such, such a good story. I love that arc. I can't. If they did that as a movie, I think I think people would lose their mind. First of all, it would be so good. It would be so good. Because I think the animated movie, uh, I think it was Justice League Doom. Mm-hmm. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Whereas mm-hmm. the Tower of Battle Story was so 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 good. All right, I actually have to I have to cut this off. We are we are in really great conversation, and I appreciate your time, Abby. Uh, appreciate well, the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, I I have to bounce, and we have to finish this up. I want, and I also want to kind of keep this under two hours overall. Yeah. So, thank you very much for those watching. I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for the conversation and the comments. Uh, yeah, the the Dark Rain storyline. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about. We're, we're get, we'll get to Dark Rain. It's in the alphabetical order. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Those listening and watching in the future, make sure you guys check us out on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. Uh, Everyone watching now, check us out on YouTube. T3G Tangents is where this is going to be. Our main channel is T3G Media. Uh, And uh, thank you again for hanging out. We'll see you in the next one.